Alright, welcome back everybody to the Hanging with Monster podcast. We're up to episode 35, and I welcome back author Kevin Trusty. We had him in episode 3 before, and this time he's got another book coming out called Not Just Another Ball Game, Stories from Baseball's Past. And it has some special theme music going out for this one. It goes along with the episode. So here is the fox and the hare. Take it away, boys, and crank those jams. Kevin Trusty, welcome back to Haney with the Monster. Thanks for coming in again. Absolutely. Thanks for uh, having me back, man. Kind of uh, my first uh, repeat uh, guest, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> Going back to episode three when you talked about uh, your first book. And uh, what's the name of the new book you got? New one is called Not Just Another Ball Game Stories from Baseball's Past, is the subtitle. Nice. And what what's that all about? It's a collection of. Baseball history essays, um, some a couple modern ones, but most of the stuff happened well over a hundred years ago. Yeah, so it's a kind of a each each chapter is its own unique story of something, a player, a team, a season, some weird situation that happened way back in the day. Oh, okay, of, so it's uh, all based on true stuff. stuff. Yep, it's all nonfiction. Yep, all, uh, all researched and cited and everything, and yep, real deal. Nice. And uh, how long did uh, this book take compared to, like, uh, your first one? It was a little bit quicker. Um, so I, I started working on a sequel to the first book, and it was it was kind of slow going. I wasn't, I don't want to say I was stuck, really, but I just had so many ideas floating around okay, at the yeah. same time, and try, I was trying to filter you, them. Yeah, I had to figure them all out. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to, trying to filter them out and see which way I wanted to go with, with each one, because that's going to be another fiction collection like the first one. Oh, okay. Um, but I was just kind of hitting a bit of a wall and yeah. you know at that point you should just walk away from the project for a little bit yeah you know, yeah a, give, a couple weeks give kinda, it time yeah <laughs> not force it hit the reset button and, yeah but i didn't want to just let it sit i didn't want to not be working i didn't right. i didn't want to just walk away completely and and forget it yeah so i was had to pivot to something else to to work on and okay. and um it, it dawned i mean i i've i've written about you know, baseball for years. Yeah. I have a whole website that's uh, got blog posts about baseball history, some current baseball stuff, but I've just, I've, you know, I've had newspaper and magazine articles published oh, yeah. about uh, the subject and uh, various instances. So I had all this stuff sitting there and I'm like, well, I could probably rework this into chapter length. And so I took, um, I took about 14 or 15 of my more popular blog posts over the last few years and just dove yeah. in to each one and uh and flashed them out and kind of beefed up the the research process of course and yeah and just changed it more into into book format from blog format 
Okay. Um, I kind of redid the whole thing. So overall, it probably took, what are we in April now? Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> couple months here and there, you know, because I was yeah. I was chipping away at it with with my other work and, and stuff I got going on. So, um, but overall the process was a bit quicker. Yeah, just because I had some of the legwork done already. Oh, okay, and some of the stuff was already published in other uh, sites of mine. Um, yeah, did some guest posting on some other sites with a couple of these. But um, well, you previous uh, previously wrote one, so you kind of know like the how the end game, I guess, would already go with, with that part. Yeah, I was more familiar with the, the production and the publishing process this time around. Um, yeah. And so it was just a matter of switching from fiction to nonfiction yeah. k- kind of in stride because, I, like mm-hmm. I said, I just started working on the sequel to the first book, and I thought, well, you know what, let me, let's sneak this one in first uh-huh. because I kind of already had some of the material sitting there, and then, then I'll go back to the, which will now be the third book, but it'll be yeah. the second one in the first book series. So, okay, yeah. Yeah, right. so th- this one just played leapfrog <laughs> a little bit, but... um. It was different, obviously, writing nonfiction this time, yeah, as opposed to to fiction and and having to to do it in a whole different uh, style, mm-hmm. you know. But it's more like you're you're taking things that already happened. These are factual instances of real life people and situations, right? But then right. I had to I, I I molded it with a storytelling format. Oh, okay. So it's I'm trying to put the reader at the ballpark of mm-hmm. you're, yeah. you're watching the last out of the 1926 World Series. You know, oh, you're, okay. You're watching Eddie Jaws throw a perfect game in 1908. Like that's mm. yeah, kind of how I try to position it. So it's all factual, of yeah. course, right? But I uh, I got creative with or tried to get creative with how it, the how these facts were presented. Mm-hmm. You know, so hopefully uh, people catch on to that and and it's an entertaining read. Nice. So is each chapter like a story about each character or, or is it um, the whole uh, story in it, in itself? Um, it's, you can bounce around. It's not, it's not linear. Okay. Uh, so I thought okay. about positioning it where like the oldest stories first and then the last chapter is the most recent one. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't do it that way. Uh, the second to last chapter is I, I wrote one about the, the meaning and kind of how, how it felt and the impact of when the Cubs won the World Series in 2016. Okay. So that's the most current and uh, newest, if mm-hmm. you want to, so to speak, for for what happens. Okay. But I save that for the end. That's kind of yeah. because that's the more <laughs> that's the only modern real story in there. Um, <laughs> the so, most modern yeah. closeness that the Cubs came to. <laughs> yeah, no, because that, that, that's that's the only one in there that uh, that takes place. Yeah. In, in, in modern times, everything else yeah. was early 1900s or yeah. There's uh, one in there, another. Um, about the first night game at Wrigley Field, that was 1943 yeah. when oh, that wow. happened. So, yeah. so it kind of runs the gamut, but mostly it's 20th century stuff. And then there's one, like the last chapter in the in the book is a is a essay on, and this will be, <laughs> this will ruffle a couple feathers I think <laughs> with some people, but it's a, it's an essay on why the movie Field of Dreams is not a baseball movie. Everyone, okay. Everyone considers it a baseball movie, and I'm, I'm trying to explain why it's actually not. I understand why people say that it is, but... Well, we'll get to that. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that'll probably get the biggest reaction out of, out of people who've, who've seen it, but... Yeah. But it was fun It was fun to write. I, I did a really deep dive into that one. Okay. Yeah, that's the longest chapter in the book, actually. Yeah. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For this one, uh, you have any... Uh, Easter eggs or anything, you know, uh, seeing that this is a, a factual one rather than a fictional or? That's a great question. Uh, <laughs> I didn't plan on doing that on purpose. Okay. But, but <laughs> wow, that, I never thought about it. There might be. Uh, <laughs> let, me, let me get back to you. On that, there, and, and, any uh, names or anything you slide in there or? or 
there might, I'm trying to think. <laughs> well, yeah, there's there's a couple. Um, not on purpose. <laughs> the, yeah, there's there's actually uh, now that I now that you mentioned that question, there's a. Uh, one of the chapters in my first book, which was all fiction, of course, but that yeah. has a direct parallel to a couple instances in various chapters in, in this one. Okay. So, um, in fact, one story in particular was heavily influenced by that last chapter coming up in this new new book. So there's a, okay. there, there's yeah. a bit of a connection there on the, on the fiction level in a, yeah. in, a, in a nonfiction book, if that makes sense. <laughs> okay. Um, but then there were some parts in the in the first book, even though that was fictitious stories, those are... I mentioned some players that now I'm writing about their real life accolades. Oh, okay. In this oh, yeah. one, so so yeah, I guess, I guess there is a, a bit of a, a bit of a breadcrumb a connection yeah, there. Between, between the two books. Yeah, non purposely, right? <laughs> not intentional, but yeah. there, there it is anyway. <laughs> it's a, it was going on in your head. <laughs> yeah, everything's connected somehow. Yeah. <laughs> so d- did you have to do uh, some uh, uh, researching for the stories, or was it something that you had? Uh, thought about enough already to to know kind of what what you were going for. Oh, both. I mean, I, I had an idea on how I was going to present these. I mean, baseball history is one of those things. I mean, the game is so detailed. It's so rich. It's so all these things. You, you could write about baseball forever and not cover everything. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And uh, the the game is just so. It, it's historic for a reason, of course, but it's 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 just got so much of a connected history with itself. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's one of the few professional sports where I mean, a lot of the players today they are they're almost competing against players that ha- played a hundred plus years ago. Yeah, it, yeah, it, the it, comparisons it, are all, right, always right. there. It's it's not it's it's not a direct you know competition, but they're you're constantly getting compared and measured against the people that played before you. Right, right. More so in any other sport. Yeah. And there's just, there's so much, uh, there's like an epic folklore about mm-hmm. it. You know, mm-hmm. it, it's really, it, it's, when you dive deep into into the history of baseball and the way it, it, it's in the fabric of American society, it really is. I mean, how many baseball yeah. idioms do you say in everyday life? <laughs> you know, oh, that came out of left field. Or, Give me a ballpark figure. Or, they threw a curveball in these planes. You know, like, <laughs> people don't realize yeah. it, but that it's part of, this country it's part of who you know we are here and when you yeah. look at it from that perspective it's there's so much that comes from the game so much mystery and so much uh just really crazy spooky instances mm-hmm. you know like yeah. that so so i knew i wanted to present each chapter that way but also yeah i had to definitely dive in uh to research heavily because yeah once um, you figured out what you were Going for then and, and yeah, and especially because the, one of the interesting things about writing about baseball from so long ago, we're talking like the teen, the nineteen hundreds, nineteen twenties. You know, obviously this is long before television, long before instant replay, long before radio. Harry Carey, right? But but and and it's it, one of the fascinating things about it is if you were a sports writer covering a game and you missed a play, yeah. You can't go. There's no instant replay back then, right? Yeah. So you had to rely yeah. on on another writer next to you or somebody else who saw the play and their mm-hmm. interpretation. So it's it, the amazing thing yeah. is you start digging through these old um, newspaper archives or uh, history books on on certain things. You could read five different accounts of the same game or the mm-hmm. same play. Yeah, and have five different interpretations. Yeah. Of it. Oh yeah, yeah. Because it's all based on what one point of view, did. and yeah, yeah. If, if there if there's a a certain play, like you know, 
someone hits a, a base hit to left field, right? You might have one writer say that, oh, he hit a rocket up the gap. <laughs> yeah. Just smoked the ball. Another one might say, oh, he just blooped it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it yeah. So it's like the interpretations are, are, are crazy when you think about the differences of the same thing. You know? Right, right, right. And so that makes the research interesting because <laughs> it's like what really happened. Yeah, right. How, how does this, I mean, you can't, you can't, you can't rewrite history. You can't retroactively apply a condition to something that may have happened. So, right. And, right. and a lot of these stories that I, uh, that I picked, you know, it was something was interesting or fascinating about each one that made me want to write about it. Okay. So just reading about it was really, of course, interesting. And, and, and I love doing that. Yeah. And a lot of these things have been written about before mm-hmm. and they'll be written about a million more times. <laughs> but my goal was to write them about, write about them this way okay my interpretation yeah, yeah. so kind of taking an amalgamation of these facts here's what happened from different perspectives and then here's my spin on it okay and so presenting it that way so i hope it's interesting it was really yeah fun. really fun to do I mean, and you have a seems like a real love for it so you know oh yeah I've, I've always you know loved the game and and just over the years gotten more and more fascinated with the history of it it's just it's crazy when you look back and you know really dive into how things were back then it's still yeah. the same game today but the way it was all gone about and done it's just oh it's fascinating oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> was there a lot of fact checking you you had to do for yeah for, for everything oh sure you know there's i got uh i have a whole uh, works cited page at the end of course <laughs> your brain ready to melt now <laughs> yeah it was, i mean it's it, it, overflowed with baseball facts <laughs> it, it, was, it was the first time i'd done some real academic writing in a long time Okay. You know, because yeah. even even working as a as a copywriter, um, you know, writing for business, I mean, you're not you're not doing it quite as studiously. You know, mm-hmm. you're you're it's a different kind of of, of writing. But since this is actually going to be a published work, yeah, you know, beyond just the actual formatting being different, but just making sure your sources are are legit. Mm-hmm. You know, not quoting Wikipedia. Yeah. You know, <laughs> which is not a good thing to do for academic. <laughs> Not at all, but um, yeah. So just being thorough in that in that regard, you know, some some chapters I I only used one or two sources because the you know the information was good enough that I just summarized it and put it in a ballpark, no pun intended. Yeah. And uh, other ones, I there's a dozen sources for for the a single chapter just because there's so many different uh, ways of looking at what happened. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, you have to, you definitely have to have to cover that ground and 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 make sure the the facts are in order oh yeah and because you're not you can't just pull it certainly out these days of course when yeah <laughs> news is throwing everything at you and then you turn on another channel and it's yep it's all different and <laughs> just however they want to put their spin <laughs> on it and you know totally. the magazines try to you know <laughs> come up with the craziest stories uh their version maybe of it to sell it and <laughs> no yeah you watch you watch four different news channels about the same thing and you're seeing four different viewpoints yeah and, yeah you know yeah kind of like how you were saying you know uh, the writers back in the day if if they didn't you know they don't have video or whatever you're gonna get that's four what, different versions of it that's exactly how it was it <laughs> and even now we can fact check it and we're still getting four different versions of it <laughs> mm-hmm. and then you have historians who who will argue about well he said that it happened this way but this guy said it happened this way and yeah you know they're kind of there's this, this sort of friendlyish banter over <laughs> yeah you know what really happened and it's, <laughs> Or even nowadays, they would uh, start to attack the person who actually wrote the story. Like, well, that guy was having 
troubles in his in his family or something. That's why he wrote it this way. Or yeah. this one, you know, he was, having was a bad dealing day. with this. So that's why he wrote it that way. Like, yep. Oh, boy. Yeah, everyone's trying to justify why the inter- <laughs> this particular interpretation was wrong. You know. It's like, hey, yeah. let's just go with the story. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. We can all agree on at least part of it. So here's, the, yeah. <laughs> here's that. You know. Yeah, right? <laughs> yep. The devil's um, in the details. <laughs> yeah. Which of uh, the chapters did you have probably the, uh, the most fun writing or, or coming up with or was there a um, was there one or, or the kind of the whole story yeah you know the, the i liked them all uh equally i mean that's the that's the common answer right yeah, yeah. <laughs> every every author would say oh i i love everything i do equally no problem that's that's, <laughs> that's a load of crap <laughs> um <laughs> I, the, yeah, you like all your kids, but which one is your favorite? <laughs> you know, the, I, right, right. That's pretty much exactly it. Um, I, I'm not sure if there was one I liked writing the most. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a couple that come to mind that I feel are, are really compelling just in, in terms of going against conventional wisdom. Okay. So, for example, um, you know, even to non-baseball fans, they've heard of the 1919 White Sox, right? Mm-hmm. The Black Sox scandal is very commonly known what happened. Mm-hmm. And and the majority of people, if you ask 10 people, nine, if if not all 10, will say, oh, the Sox threw that series completely. They were done. They just tanked it. There's no way that they would have lost if they would have played honestly. Yeah. You know, they, they were a shoe-in to win that series. Cincinnati couldn't have done a thing with them, blah, blah, blah. That's probably what you'd hear the majority of people say. Okay. I wrote an entire chapter about, I think the Reds would have beat them. Yeah. And that's another thing that might ruffle some feathers of, of historians. But when you when you dive into that chapter and the way I, the way you look at it is that Cincinnati Reds team in 1919 actually was better. Mm. They were better defensively. They had a full healthy pitching staff. Um, and they didn't hate each other. Yeah. You know, that White Sox team was tearing itself apart long before they ever started planning mm. to fix that series. Oh, wow. So that was definitely a factor, no <laughs> doubt. But... I mean, that, that Reds team was actually overall better. Just the, yeah. a lot of people think that, um, you know, the White Sox, as great as they were, they were a very good team. But it, it, it's common to think that they would have just walked through that World Series no problem because American League teams had won, I think, nine of the ten previous World Series. Oh, okay. Coming into that or something to that effect, eight of nine or nine of ten, something like that. <laughs> and they had a lot of star power. They had mm-hmm. all, they had what could have been as many as eight Hall of Famers on that team. I mean, oh, it was just they had all kinds of prestige. Mm-hmm. So everyone just thinks there's no way they could lose. <laughs> meanwhile, yeah. you got this Reds team who's just like screw these guys, man. We're gonna <laughs> yeah, we're we're pretty good too. And, <laughs> yeah, and, and and statistically, the way they compared in certain categories was people don't realize the Reds outplayed them. I mean, they were yeah. just they were really really good. So so that was really fun to to write because not to not from an argumentative standpoint, but just from like, I think people should think about it this way Mm -hmm. because yes, that white Sox team was really good. Yes. They did conspire to throw the series. However, (laughs) looking at it this way, right. (laughs) And we'll never know what really went on in that that series. That's what people are going to be talking about that for the next thousand years. Mm -hmm. Um, but one of the things that doesn't get talked about enough, for example, in my opinion, for example, is, that that Reds team was really good yeah, and very well could have beat them even if they were playing on the level. So mm-hmm. that was fun. And then the Field of Dreams chapter was really fun too because, yeah. you know, that's another another topic that always get, <laughs> comes up. <laughs> Everyone just lumps that in as a baseball movie. Yeah. You know, and it's like, no, no, 
baseball is just the plot device. It's not the actual <laughs> plot. Baseball really has nothing to do with Field of Dreams, if you think about it. Yeah. It's a it, it, it's a hub. It's what brings the characters together, and I'm totally spoiler alerting the shit out of this. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but, but, but yeah, it, it, play, it plays a crucial part, but it's not the actual plot of the movie. So I, mm-hmm. I go way deep into that. <laughs> Well, I guess we could get to the, uh, that one then. Sure. Uh, speaking <laughs> of, of baseball, uh, what what is your favorite baseball movie then? <laughs> oh man! Well, in 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 deference to Field of Dreams, which I love that movie dearly, of course, the novel Shoeless Joe was even better in my opinion. Um, okay. Yeah. But my favorite baseball movie, and and if nothing else, if you look at these comparisons, like Major League is a baseball movie. Yeah. Six, 61 is a baseball movie. Yeah. 42, the Jackie Robinson story. That's a baseball movie. Even, yeah. Even Eight Men Out, ironically, <laughs> which was about the 1919 White Sox. That's a baseball movie. Mm-hmm. Bull Durham is another great baseball yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, you, what's the difference between all those and Field of Dreams? <laughs> You're following a team, a player, a season, yeah. and some type of accolade. You're not doing any of that in Field of Dreams. Right, right, right. Right. It's a, it's yeah. a dramatic movie about a, a farmer trying to connect with <laughs> a field, dead a family. baseball field. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So again, it's like I, I fully understand why people group, you know, group it in with with baseball, but it's not completely. So. Yeah. Right. But for. <laughs> All those movies I just mentioned are probably a, a, among my favorite baseball movies. I mean, I could watch Major League ten million times, and I, and I have, and I still not get tired of it. Uh-huh. You know, Bull, Dur- Bull Durham the same way, and oh, yeah, you know, Forty Two is terrific, and so is Sixty One, and you know, there's there's a lot of them that are that are up there. But uh, if I had to single one of them out. It's it's got to be Major League. Yeah, it's just that. that it, it, <laughs> Charlie Sheen. Yep. Tom Berenger. Wesley Tom Snipes. Oh, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's great. It's, it, 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 <laughs> the the first original one. You think? Oh yeah, yeah. The, yeah. Major League Two's got its perks, man. There's some, yeah. there's some underrated funny stuff that happens in that one, but it was a little a little forced, a little yeah, you know, kind of a. First one probably made too much, and then they yeah. The, se- <laughs> the sequel is a little self indulgent. It was still it was still good. It's still funny, but that that original one is just top notch. Right? Yeah. yeah. That's that, that's a classic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did you find out uh, in any interesting facts or stories when you were uh, researching uh, for for the book? Then? Quite a few that um, you didn't know about, maybe. Oh or? yeah, yeah. And in 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 my in the intro um, chapter that I wrote. Um, which I, I wrote that and, and I was really hoping not to be, uh, you know, self-indulgent with that. I was hoping that it doesn't come across as being, um, maybe not pretentious, but like a, <laughs> like a self-serving kind of thing. I was really yeah. just trying to explain that you knew it all already. Or, yeah. Or... Yeah. <laughs> and nobody ever does. I, I would never claim such a thing like that yeah. about anything, but especially about oh, yeah. the history of baseball. <laughs> oh shit. Um, but I was trying to just explain in the intro why I wrote the book, uh-huh. and there probably will be more just like this. Yeah, uh, um, and and why I have this kind of infatuation of the narrative as opposed to the the analytics and the statistics in baseball. Baseball is a very numbers driven sport. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, Moneyball is another one up there. <laughs> sure. oh, yeah, yeah. You know, I forgot to mention that another, another great. Just great uh, one when you up. said numbers, that, mm-hmm. that yeah. came. <laughs> Speaking of analytics, there you go. Yeah, um, yeah. Now Moneyball is terrific too. Love that one as well. Um, <laughs> you know, but I was. I, I've always tended to look a little bit past the stats to the narrative. To this, there's always a story in there somewhere, whether mm-hmm. it's with a team or with a player. You know, that kind of builds a bigger picture. So I, I, yeah. I like to look at the game, and I did this even when I played it. You know, like a, from mm-hmm. a little bit of an elevated perspective, just to be thorough and kind of have this, you know, uh, not not 
not special or different, but just a more well-rounded view okay. of it. You know? mm-hmm. And and so I, I wrote the whole book the same way. Mm-hmm. And I explained that in the in the intro, that one of the fascinating things about researching and writing about baseball is the rabbit hole you fall down. Yeah. You can be looking at one thing <laughs> and then all of a sudden uncover something else. Okay, and yeah. something else and something else. And <laughs> the breadcrumbs go in all different directions <laughs> and you don't know which one to follow. Yeah. But it's it's awesome because you can you, you can learn. You're and, getting it all. <laughs> yeah, and you're learning different stuff that you did, weren't originally looking for mm-hmm. that's just as interesting. Right. And you don't realize how it's connected to, you know. Yeah. And so a lot of that I think gets overlooked even by by historians who are writing about the same stuff they just don't they don't open that door they don't follow this path you know necessarily because they're trying to stay on their own whatever topic they're researching yeah but I can't resist <laughs> yeah it's, just, it, it's, it's like it, especially <laughs> digitally now I mean I, I still love the old-fashioned way go to the library and pour, pour over microfilm and oh I, I still love doing that but yeah but now with with the the internet and everything and how a lot of old publications have been digitized, you know, it, it's so fascinating to, Ooh, there's a link. Yeah. There's another link. Where's this going to go? You know, and, <laughs> yeah. and you just, so that happened with, with 50 into him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and then it's like, Oh shit, I forgot where I was at originally, but it, but it, it, it's cool. It's like, it's, it's dark a, out already. Right. It's, I've been, I've, that's happened. And then you realize I've, I've sat in the same exact spot, not moving for the last two hours. Now I'm stiff as a Kevin, bird. we're trying to close the library. Can you, <laughs> that has happened. That has happened. I'll see you here tomorrow. Yep. No, that, that actually has happened. I've, yeah. I've been shoot out because oh, wow. It was close to a closing time. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so that happened with, with every chapter. Uh, yeah. You're always uncovering something, some other angle, some other fact that, yeah. that you didn't really know was there before. And it just, it, it it's real easy to, to fall deep into that. And that, that's one of the best parts about it. I love it. You know, I, I sponge that shit up. Oh, yeah. You know. <laughs> so what made you uh, want to uh, write this book? Uh, I'm assuming your love for baseball or... Or the or the love for the, the that uh, particular story or all the above. I mean, it's what it's one of the first blogs I I started uh, years ago was was about baseball. Uh-huh. I was I, I I had some I, I shouldn't say it was the first blog I started. It was one of them. I had another one uh, that had to do with like more uh, marketing and uh, advertising type of content. Okay, but I, I knew I I guess it was the first uh, just for fun. Mm-hmm. blog i started yeah and this was i forgot what year this was i've gone through a couple variations <laughs> of it so this is going back probably a decade but yeah but you know i've always loved the game mm-hmm. loved it when i played it loved it loved watching it and, and everything and obviously i'm a writer so yeah i i'm not so bright light bulb went off <laughs> one day well let's combine the two yeah yeah did you uh ever like write write about it uh, before like be, before now i guess <laughs> i started in, in in a way and this is kind of funny but and maybe a little embarrassing but um <laughs> i had been writing about baseball probably since i was six or seven years old yeah um because i remember and the some of these are still in existence somewhere mm-hmm. um some notebooks somewhere <laughs> right i had, used to i used to write recaps of nintendo games Oh wow! So I'd be like a little kid, me and my brothers or my friends, or whatever we'd be playing like RBI baseball or yeah. or uh, bases loaded. Tecmo, or or... Te- Tecmo, <laughs> Tecmo had a baseball game. Yep, exactly. And and, uh, and 
we were like always fascinated if there was like a box score at the end. Like, oh yeah. my God, we could see some statistics. This is great. Oh, okay. Well, then I started writing these narratives about them. Oh, yeah. So yeah. I would be sitting there playing the games with a little notebook and then jotting down notes. And after the game, I'd write like whole recaps. Oh, wow. Like, yeah, I was doing that at age like six or seven or eight. <laughs> um, and I did it all the way up through high school for in school papers and so, stuff. And So even back then, it wasn't the numbers that you were interested in. It was the story to it. And I would take the numbers and use them to tell the story yeah yeah right? so i yeah i was i was writing these like kind of pseudo slick little <laughs> yeah. newspaper style articles <laughs> when i was in like first and second grade oh that's cool about nintendo games i played i would sit there for like hours like on if i wasn't playing like if we got rained out or something like that or if it was you know if yeah. i wasn't out running around the neighborhood <laughs> causing all kinds of shit st francis yep. area oh it's the best neighborhood ever to grow up in Sontag. i was gonna say you, you know where i grew up yeah you know that neighborhood yeah. you know that street yeah, that was the best neighborhood ever so but when i wasn't out doing that running around with them yeah um yeah i was i was just writing about the the games that i played on nintendo or sega it was mm-hmm. so so yeah so it, you can look at it that way i've been writing about baseball since like first grade oh shoot in, in some ways you know? <laughs> yeah. so, so some of that stuff is still around somewhere i, I gotta yeah. dig that up but i know so, i didn't so you had tons of practice already yeah (laughs) by by now (laughs) and it just it morphed into into this so i i always knew that in in fact looking back when i first got into finally deciding to to write a book i've been a professional writer for a long time Mm -hmm. for for several years Mm -hmm. hadn't actually published a book until last year when my first one came out yeah i was originally going to do this book first oh okay i was thinking you know what i i have a lot of uh, experience and <laughs> yeah. passion to write about baseball. I've been thinking history. about this for yeah. it. <laughs> and, and, and so since the notebook days. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, seriously. And then the second grade <laughs> the, the first book just came along and kind of I, I put the baseball one to the wayside and did the first one, but then ironically the baseball one leapfrogged the, <laughs> the, the sequel to the first. So yeah. always knew I was going to do it at some point and I'm I'm glad I, I did and, and looking forward to doing more. But yeah, it's been God, it has been. Now that I say that out loud, <laughs> I kindergarten, first grade, somewhere around, is right about the first time I really started actually writing about it in some storytelling way. Yeah, crazy. <laughs> so, like <laughs> when you were in school and you had to write a story, was that mainly baseball stuff that you did, or in school, <laughs> no matter what subject, every I, I hated multi- book reports. And <laughs> yeah, no, I, I did. I, I hated. First of all, I, not, this probably comes no surprise to anybody who knows me, but I fucking hated multiple choice and, oh, yeah. and true false test. I never did good on those. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and I remember all the way through, you know, grade school and high school and even college when when there'd be a test on whatever subject and the teacher would say, It's all essay. Yeah. And I would just clap. Oh. And the rest of the class. Oh, you were that oh. guy. Yeah. The rest of the class, oh shit, <laughs> yeah. man. No, no, no. I was no. with them, I think. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and I'm just like, thank you. Goodness, yes, because those are the ones I, I did the best on. Because I can. Explain. Kevin wants to write. Yep. I, can, I can explain it a lot better than I can just check off what's a maybe the right answer. All the know. above. Yeah. Oh, I, 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 I was and every scantron. I was like D D D D D D. D. Yeah, <laughs> I, I did not. I was a terrible test taker. I, I think I passed school just based on homework alone. Oh wow! Um, I put in the, I put in the work. I just couldn't take a test for the life of me. I yeah, still, still can't. You know, yeah, just, right. My brain doesn't work that way. <laughs> but but yeah, there were uh, if there was a either an extra credit assignment or some type of free form write whatever there were a mm-hmm. lot of just baseball centric stuff i would throw in just because mm-hmm. i i knew it you know yeah like, uh, and 
That was yeah, kind of that happened. Your love <laughs> that, that happened quite a bit. It was, just yeah. like, it was like the first thing that would come to mind. You know, if I if you had to do pick your topic, yeah, kind of thing. In fact, I remember. Oh man, even. Uh, it was like sixth or seventh grade. We I even did a science project on baseball. Oh wow! Yeah, oh, that just, I just <laughs> it remember seeped that. into all kinds of studies. I just remember <laughs> that me and me and uh, my friend Max. It was uh, I think we we tried to do some like fake like bullshit test about like does a baseball travel farther when you hit it with a wooden bat or an aluminum bat? Oh okay. And it, it was we, it was some legit stuff we actually yeah. looked into. But I'm like the, looking back, it's like. No, we couldn't accurately really test that. We we're like, really, and we we're like twelve. We, yeah, we like went. To, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah we, we like went. To, and then we went to Farragut one day and just started like taking batting practice. Oh, that one traveled farther. It's yeah. a, it's aluminum bat that wins. You know, <laughs> but the, yeah, it got accepted. and We did it. I think we got like an A on it or something. But it oh, was, nice. Yeah, it was. It was always getting into. I wonder something. if anyone has taken on that that subject before. That I've <laughs> honestly never. <laughs> completely looked into it since then um but I, yeah i mean i, th- I think it's it, it's been <laughs> there's a, a rabbit hole <laughs> yeah, it, 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 it's been addressed somewhere but i yeah but we thought we were like geniuses like no one's gonna yeah. you know <laughs> tackle this subject and here we are we're like in seventh grade like yeah, yeah. Well, we got this this is great I was, I was surprised i remember being surprised it was approved yeah because we were both baseball players at the time and i, I kept uh-huh. waiting for the teacher to be like I mean, it does have his, his science merits, and it does. No, it does. We had, we went researched how wooden bats were made and how yeah. how you know aluminum bats were constructed with whatever material underneath the aluminum. I mean, it was just, right. we got pretty in depth. Yeah, and I I would even think like the league uh, would even you know look into you know the bats and you know. Uh, you know which ones are approved for them to use, and you know, oh yeah, we, the whole corking thing, and you know, and how the 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 how new or the way the baseball itself was constructed? Yeah, is, right. it, is it being pitched? Are you hitting it off a tee? What kind of yeah. velocity you got to work? All these yeah. factors we just didn't include. We're just yeah. like, we just kind of pretended to. <laughs> to well, make, 12, make up yeah, exactly. We but the cool. idea was there though, so for sure. Oh, we thought we were onto something. It was, it was great. Yeah, but that's there's another example though how 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 the the game has always kind of been around. Right, you know, right, and, right, and, and, and everything I was doing. So. Yeah. And if you have a love for it, it's it's gonna seep into a lot a lot of what you do. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> what hard you to write ignore. about, what you see, what you think. What you <laughs> it's hard to ignore. That's for sure. Well, this hot dog, you know, <laughs> right? Yeah, field. you can't eat a hot dog without thinking about baseball. <laughs> I, you can't. Yeah, I mean, well, that's uh, cold beer. Right. Maybe that's just Cracker me, Jacks. And, yeah, <laughs> it all comes back to that. Yeah, you know, every time you smell a cigar, it's like yeah. ballpark. You know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, again, that could just be me, but I, there's always those associations. Like, yeah. That's what I was saying earlier about how how much the game itself pours into everything that everyone does. Yeah, yeah. In our daily life. You right. Know? You might not even realize it, but today alone, you probably use like 50 baseball idioms. <laughs> yeah. You know, you, you needed a ballpark figure. Or, <laughs> yeah. You know, some kind of shit yeah. like that. I mean, it's just, on, even on that microscopic level mm-hmm. you know it's just it's it's a very connective historic game seeps in yep <laughs> totally well talking about uh your uh first how how did that one do then um it, it, good i mean I, I i had no real expectations for how that was gonna sell yeah um being my first one and you know generally speaking you don't rake in the cash by, yeah, yeah, by yeah. self-publishing you know like when, right. when, if, if it was a traditional publisher you're working with and you're under a contract and they take care of a lot of the uh, legwork for you mm-hmm. um and 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 
as far as like the marketing and stuff and you get an advance on it. You can typically make more money that way. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't really have any expectations or goals for what I wanted to make. And admittedly, I was not very aggressive with the marketing of it. I mean, I, I kind of just did the bare bare minimum because mm-hmm. being coming from a marketing background and working in a marketing profession, you know, yeah. I, I, I feel like I have a decent idea of what's too much or too little mm-hmm. i didn't want to beat people over the head with it I didn't, right i didn't want to oversell it i didn't get mm-hmm. I, I mean I, I still might do like a small campaign of, mm-hmm. of like paid ads or something like that for, oh, okay. for it once once the second book comes out and do something like you know this one's also available kind of thing or you know by the same author yeah and add like that um well the experience you know you, you had uh yeah yeah and i gotten for I just yeah I and I had really good support from friends and family and and people and word of mouth and it, it you know it, it it did about what I expected it to be mm-hmm. short of not expecting it to be a major success if that, yeah. if, that, if that makes sense like uh-huh. I, I, I kind of figured it was going to be like what it was okay and I wasn't I wasn't super uh, set you up for this one uh, yeah just it was it was it was the first book was to be nothing more than really just to get one out, get, get one done uh-huh. and, and have it under my belt. And Dip then, your toes in the, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Had to start somewhere. Had yeah. To start somewhere. So now, right. now there's this one, it's another stepping stone to the, yeah. to the next one. So maybe by the third or fourth one I publish, it'll be yeah. some little bit different. But I, again, I didn't, uh, I, I didn't get really aggressive with the, the advertising of it. You know, yeah. I don't want to, you know, shove it in people's face and say buy this you yeah know? right right. It's, it's too tempted to do yeah that, yeah so. <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah this is the next big thing exactly <laughs> yeah i wasn't i was not going to be pretentious enough to say that you need this book because it's amazing you know? oh yeah like we get enough know. of that with everything else and oh god commercials and tvs and music and yep. yeah just everything shoved in your face you need this you need this now yeah, you need would, more of this i would bigger more <laughs> I, I would i would never do that with one of my own projects for sure yeah but for that reason and for a million other reasons but <laughs> but yeah no it um it, it, it did okay i'm not yeah. i'm not complaining about it one bit it's out there you know it's right something i floated out into the universe so yeah we'll see where it you ends could say up. you did that exactly <laughs> <laughs> and how fun is it uh coming up with uh these stories and then being able to to write them you know something that you've been doing since second grade and <laughs> you know it, it's interesting in the way that they come about and then the way as an author you have to present them and what mm-hmm. i mean by that is as it turns out like with the first book as it turns out fiction is really fucking hard to write yeah i mean it's hard <laughs> yeah it, it, cuz it's, it's like okay n- now there's no rules go ahead right <laughs> and and sometimes having no rules and anything goes is, is a bit um, restrictive in a yeah. way cuz you, you you with fiction you can write about anything yeah. Right. I mean, what there's no literally. Way, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that you're just you're making shit up. You can take yeah. whatever subject or story and take it wherever you want to go. Mm-hmm. But ironically, that can be a bit restrictive because you don't want to go too crazy, right? And make it too nuts because you're <laughs> you, you want to keep readers engaged and and entertained, right? And then with this one with nonfiction, <clears throat> you know, you're telling stories about real things that happened. Yeah. Especially in a historical sense, because most of the stuff happened like way back in the day. Yeah. Um, you still want to tell a good story, but you have to keep it truthful. Right. You have to stick to the facts. Yeah. But you, and then you have to make sure your facts are correct. So it's a completely different <laughs> animal of yeah. how to how to put it together. Yeah. Um, you know, and it has its it's totally different challenges than 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 writing fiction. Mm-hmm. So it's 
it's bizarre in a way when you think about if I if, if you just said, well, my first two books are going to be one one's fiction and one's nonfiction, and both are going to be collections, I'd be like, what? what? <laughs> why, why, why would you do it that way? But, but it's it's a it's a bit of a scatterbrain kind of set of releases, just yeah, like, just like I am with my actual brain very scattered. <laughs> so it's uh, it's some some ADD coming out for sure. But yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it, no matter what it is, writing's not easy. It doesn't I mean, it's uh, in fact a, a a writer's relationship with his own writing is volatile. Mm-hmm. It can even be toxic. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do, doesn't mean you're not passionate about it. Doesn't mean you don't love it. Doesn't mean it's not what you do every day. Mm-hmm. But it's it, it's got challenges that pop up. Yeah. And some of them persist. And so it's just one of those things where you're almost always fighting through it. Mm-hmm. You know, no whether you're no matter what you're writing about. So. Oh yeah. It's it's that's just something you have to accept when you're <laughs> actually working on it. You know. But yeah. Um. Also, that's why it helps to shift gears from project to project. So maybe subconsciously, I was thinking about all that, and that's why. Oh, I, yeah. that's why yeah. I went from fiction to nonfiction. Yeah. So. yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, you could uh, probably say it was easier having some kind of rules being, you know, it's not fiction. You know, you you have to at least there's facts that you have to follow. You know, with this one and yeah, that like like I said that that. Um, Nonfiction has its own set of rules, right? I mean, and those are certainly more strict, mm-hmm. you know, because the, the, I guess when I was saying about fiction having no rules, and that's true, it doesn't, but mm-hmm. also it can be somewhat restrictive. A right. lot of that is self-imposing. It's really, yeah. I, I guess, it's really, you have to, I guess, yeah, put yeah. put your own rules on, right? It's no rules. <laughs> it's, 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 it's only as restrictive as you want it to be. Yeah. Know? So in my in my case, I didn't want it to be too outlandish. <laughs> right. But right. yeah. But so it's it's paying attention to those kinds of things and knowing that, you know, you're not totally bracketed into doing things a certain way. Mm-hmm. But you have to pay attention to kind of conventional wisdom on each right, each right. format and, <laughs> just, and do it. The accepted method, so yeah. to speak. You know. <laughs> but not be afraid to ask questions, and not be afraid yeah. to kind of go off the beaten path a little bit. You know, there's, right. there's different, there's more than one way to get from point A to point B. Put your take you know. on it. And yeah, <laughs> and that, that, that was the goal for this book. Is, is right. All these things have been written about before. I don't really know if I've ever seen too many people write about why I feel the dreams is not a baseball movie. Okay, yeah. That, so that, that that's that's maybe a little bit more. Um, well, you just don't hear about creative. that guy anymore. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> no. Right. But you know, but yeah, but there's there's different ways to tell the same story or talk about different instances. So mm-hmm. you know, but again, with the the kind of rules of nonfiction, making sure those still apply. Yeah. So, <laughs> everything's got its own challenge like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so then, uh, doing this one, were you um, uh, coming up with ideas for the next one? Um, yeah. Um, how, how you want to do it, or is it? The, I, if got, it's going to be the fiction, or well, the next book, the, nonfiction. Yeah, the next one's definitely going to be fiction because it's going to be more of a kind of a pseudo sequel to the first book. Okay. But yeah. I, I plan on making that like a connected. Um, collection okay so i'm gonna do it's gonna be like another nine chapters of fiction but there in each story there's gonna be a little something that something ties in with the next okay the next, right right so oh, my, yeah. I, I, my idea for this one is everything is going to be leading up to the final chapter okay so, so chapter nine is going to be the big finale mm-hmm. but there's going to be something one it could be a person 
Yeah. Could be an object, could be a scene, some, oh, some nice. something in every little story, even though they're going to be totally all different. Right, right. But, but my plan is to have something in each one that all comes to... Ties them all together. Ties them to the last chapter. I love them movies, too. Yep. <laughs> when right. they do that for movies, like, yeah. oh, yeah, yeah. I see how that ties it. I mean, it kind of has something to do with its own story, but it ties in with the other. Precisely. And, 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 and I thought of, of stuff like that when I started planning the, the next... Um, the next book. So when I was writing this one, mm-hmm. even though this is nonfiction, I, my wheels were spinning a little bit on how I can take a couple of these and make a fictitious story out of it. Okay. Yeah. Um, Cause I, I did that a little bit in the, in the first book, there's a couple chapters that are baseball centric mm-hmm. and people really seem to like those. So I'm going to do probably at least one, if not two more of those in the next book, but one of them might be based on something that's in this one. Oh. So I, I always had that. Tease, tease. Yeah. There, there, <laughs> there's always a spinning wheel somewhere. <laughs> Yeah, like you were saying, uh, it took it took write, writing this one to um, get you off, uh, uh, not thinking about uh, what, what the other story that you're or the other book you want to do, but by doing it, it kind of gets them wheels cranking too. It, yeah, totally. I mean, the, like the ideas start popping up. Some some people say, well, when you're when when you're stuck on something, you know, walk away from it. Just yeah. and get, give it some distance and not force it. And I totally yeah. agree with that. Yeah. Um, but like I said, I, I didn't want to just stop working. I, right. I, I needed to do something. But at the same time, while I was producing this one and writing this one, it definitely kicked some gears in motion for the for the next book. So mm-hmm. you know that's a good feeling to have. As long as, and I think a lot of writers would say that too. Yeah. Um, so as long as, uh, as long as some kind of light bulb goes off somewhere. Yeah, you know, I, I have I have a whole phone and, and and notebooks full of little ideas that I yeah. know I can I can build out. So oh yeah, for sure. As long as that keeps happening, you know, something feels right then. Yeah, yeah, I'm like that too. When I'm doing art projects, and you kind of get tired of of doing what you're doing because maybe it took a little bit longer. You kind of stop doing that, but you don't want to stop doing mm-hmm. it all together. So you start a new project, and by doing that project, it gets the ideas for the original one back and yeah. go back to that one. Totally. And then it gets done. I've, I, a lot of, a lot of artists and musicians say that very same thing. Yeah. yeah. You, know, you maybe feel a little stuck here, but shift gears just a little bit. <laughs> I got and five things I'm working on. None of them are done yet, but <laughs> <laughs> I can relate. Yeah. Yeah. And so can you as an artist. And I know you, know, you, you talk to a lot of musicians. And yeah. Musician. Like, yeah. yeah. Demos everywhere. No, nothing finished, but it's yeah. Yeah. yeah that's it's that whole artist. You know, com- it, comedians, musicians, uh, writers, you know. It's a very common thing that only creatives can understand. I think. Right, you know, yeah. Creative people just have that. It's, yeah. just, it's just a thing that we do. The <laughs> managers and I, all the business people are like, well, uh, what happened to the original? Yeah. I have to. It, it's you know, coming. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's just, <laughs> I'm just working on this side project for now, and everything. It's, it's a. I'm on a nonlinear path, just like everybody else. That's, <laughs> yeah. it's, 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 it's a creative thing. Yeah. Anybody who makes any kind of art could probably say exactly what what right. we just said. As long as you don't stop the original thing you were doing, then you know. yeah, it's just just you might get off the path for a little bit, but you'll come back to it. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Are you still uh, working with the the same people you did um, to get like the publishing and all that? Uh, yeah, yeah. So uh, uh, Denise Baron Umlin is editing uh, this one again, and mm-hmm. then uh, her daughter Rebecca is working on the production. Okay. And uh, Molly Eric did the cover art again and did a, a brilliant job. Oh, um, nice. And then uh, my other uh, uh, my friend Todd Calcaterra did uh, uh, had 
a hand in some creative assistance with with this and in, in, mm-hmm. in a few different ways, just like he did with the with the first book. So okay, kind of the same the same team, you know. Yeah, it takes uh-huh. it t- takes a village. Yeah, you know, right. Say, but yeah, I got yeah. That's good though too, because they kind of already know how you work and you know how they work. So yeah, no, we got a, a really good uh, working relationship, and 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 uh, it's good to just have that supportive group of people working with you mm-hmm. uh, on this and 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 doing some some great work, and it's it's very helpful. And, mm-hmm. uh, and yeah, they they all have a huge hand in in, in this kind of thing. So right, very, yeah, yeah, very very lucky to have them. Uh, on board again <laughs> yeah i know you touched about you know the uh the rules and and stuff you kind of give yourself uh, as writing you know fiction and nonfiction. um do you think about like the reader when you're coming up with the ideas uh for the stories and you absolutely know, yeah yeah audience for sure is a, is a major consideration i mean as a marketing copywriter <clears throat> you know it's all audience first right you have to mm-hmm. no matter what business i'm writing for you have to consider who's going to read it, who who's yeah. who's going to need this piece and be influenced by it. You know, who's this going to? Right. Um, and you're kind of, that's, I mean, that's in business, but, um, in, in book writing, um, the, the similar principle follows. I mean, you, you want to, some writers will say write for the audience and that that's definitely true Yeah, in, in a lot of ways. Other authors will say write for yourself, which yeah. is also true. Yeah. Um, so it's, I, I kind of like to blend the two. I mean, um, <laughs> yeah, a little bit. I'm, I'm definitely writing for, for me. This is, these are the things I like to write about, but I'm for sure conscious of who might read it yeah. and what they, their interests are and, and, um, how it's going to look to them. I yeah. Mean, there's definitely some perception uh, qualities need to be taken into account. Yeah. When you're putting like stuff like this together, but absolutely, um, being conscious of of the audience is is important. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know that you know that would be hard for you know the artist, musician, and you know all all going back to that. You know they gotta think about the audience, but they gotta love what they're doing too. You know they can't be like, well, this is what the audience, this is what I think the audience wants. This yeah. is what I think you know, because then it's like. Well, it's not really my song, my picture, my book. It's mm-hmm. it's theirs now. <laughs> and, how, and how many bands do we, and artists do we see do that? You know, <laughs> just catering to the audience and never trying anything new or whatever. Right. I think and, it, it, and those people kind of fall off quick. It yeah. seems, you know, it's like oh, mm-hmm. all they wrote for is what the audience, and then the yeah. audience is gone, and then what do you have after that? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so so you're, there's that balance there where you don't want to piss your audience off. Yeah. You know, but it's a little bit different, I think, in, in depending on what art form it is, whether it's music or film or, or writing or mm-hmm. art yeah. and painting and whatnot. But yeah. um, I, I think there's merit in both because you're going to have a lot of people that say just write for yourself, do what you feel, and screw everybody else. Yeah. You know, and then there's other people that say just like that. No, no, you don't want to lose your audience. You want to <laughs> yeah. keep them, keep them happy. Right. right. You know? So I, I'm, a, I'm just conscious of both when I, yeah. when I do a project is, is that I, I want to be, I'm rarely happy with, I'm that guy who's rarely happy with something he creates. It's just, <laughs> I'm, I'm like a horrible self-critic. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, that could be said, you know, like uh, when you're talking about coming up with the first book, you know, it's probably kind of what you wanted to do more less than, the audience, so you kind of get, you know, well, this is, you're kind of showing the audience, well, this is me, this is my stories, you know. Yeah, and I was... You didn't really have an audience to think about, for for say, kind of. Yeah, it was all, it was the first venture, so it was all new, and I, I try to be clear about when that first book came out, like, this is where I'm at right now right. in my life with me. These are the things that I've been thinking about, mm-hmm. um, and these are 
this is kind of where my headspace is right now. So it's a different right. one for, for, you know, for this book. And truthfully, I haven't even cracked the first book since it came out. Yeah. Just because of going back to the whole thing about being a terrible self-critic, like <laughs> I just know, I just know if I were to read my book, I, yeah. would, I would kick myself. Cause <laughs> be I'd, editing yeah, it I, I, I'd, I'd want to change this. I want to re- redo this whole <laughs> yeah. scene and all that. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm terrified to do that. I got, I've had a copy sitting on my shelf since it came out. I'm like, Nope, that's just, well, you'll kind of get the, <laughs> you know, uh, another, another chance, you know, when you say, uh, with the next, with the next book, you're, you're, uh, going to start. Oh yeah. I just, I, I know yep. one day I'm going to, I'm going to open the thing and leave through it. And I'm, I'm just going to be like, what the fuck was I thinking? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, can, I can hear myself now. Like, what are you doing? An with alternate, this like, an oh alternate book version. <laughs> yeah. Like that's what I'm going to do. I'm, I'm going to have to pull like a special edition out with, <laughs> yeah. with edits that I made years later. <laughs> the two hour Snyder version. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Here's the, here's the teacher's edition. Or the four yeah. hour. Yeah. Four hour. <laughs> yep. I can, I can see myself doing that. Uh, so clearly. Yep. I'm very hesitant about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. Uh yeah, what was like uh the hardest the hardest part of the the story um for or the har- hardest part of coming up with this book uh as far as like story-wise and stuff. Um you know, cuz each chapter has its own story and it's kind of it, it's it's not really a journey, like it's not linear. Like mm. I, I don't I don't start, you know, with the oldest story and finish with the most recent one. Yeah. They kind of jump around. Okay. Um, so, and, and the reader can jump around too. So that's yeah. Fine. If the reader wants to skip to the last chapter and then go back to chapter four and I'm fine, <laughs> go ahead. I mean, I, Tarantino yeah, it. <laughs> exactly. It, 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 the, it can be whatever pace and whatever way they want to jump around. Okay. Um, so probably the biggest challenge though was with that in mind, because I, consciously I, I i did that on purpose yeah i, I did not want it to go uh beginning late, end right <laughs> but at the same time i wanted it to flow pretty well okay so some of the real kind of more quote-unquote simple if if that yeah. can be applied but some of the more simple stories are yeah. a little bit toward the front okay um and then a little bit of the more mysterious ones are kind of yeah. as, the book, as the book goes uh-huh so that was a challenge making it like uh, how, how to have that um, kind of rhythm? Yeah, okay. In there, um, is that the way you, you wrote it too, or do you did you start with like the the introduction and then chapter one and skip to chapter five and go back to two? Or? I uh, the first thing I did was I I put together the fifteen chapters that I wanted to have in there. And okay, I, and I actually pasted them or stuck them on a piece of paper on the wall. Yeah, and I was just pacing around my office. The, the order and what. And, no, it wasn't an order yet. Oh, okay. I, I was I, I just listed them. Okay, and just I, fifteen it, in general. And I had a, a legal pad, yellow pa- piece mm-hmm. of paper on the wall in my office, and I was just yeah. like pacing back and forth in my office, looking at it. Yeah, and then I started rearranging. Oh, okay, and just I'm like, okay, I want this to be here. Here's going to be the lead chapter. Here's going to be the last one. I started mixing and matching and drawing like arrows on the yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah, and then I finally came up with, okay, this is the order, and then I, the intro is one of the things I wrote last. Oh, all right, um, because now. I looked at it like, okay, I have these 15 chapters all about different parts of baseball history or different players, yeah. crazy shit that happened at some point. How do I tie this together mm-hmm. and where? And so I should also mention, before I forget, um, uh, my friend Gary Livakari, he, uh, he's a baseball historian, a member of Sabre. He's a published author multiple times and a very well-regarded um, historian in the Chicago area. He wrote a great foreword for me for this book. Oh, okay. Um, 
I, I've known Gary for a number of years and I, I've guest posted on, on his website and, uh, and he runs a really huge Facebook page called old time baseball photos that has about 80 some odd thousand followers oh, wow. and a really big audience there. And he's, he's allowed me to be a guest poster on that a lot over the years. Mm-hmm. So he, uh, he uh, wrote a, a forward for me for this book. I almost, I'm sorry, I almost forgot to mention that. Oh, <laughs> but, uh, but that was a huge thing too. <laughs> yeah, um, that he he did that, and I was really appreciative of him for for doing that. Um, and so his name's on the cover next to mine because of it. Yeah, those were the last two pieces of of the production of this book. So I had the the 15 chapters on the wall, literally, yeah. um, and then trying to figure out a good way to tie them all together. And then, so the intro that I wrote and then Gary's forward were kind of the last two pieces to really kind of put the bow on it and, it, and give it some synergy. Yeah. So yeah, that, that that's really how, how it, it, it kind of came together. Um, and it was, it was fun to do, but it, it, it all had its, its individual challenges, but, but yeah, those are the, the, the two kind of missing pieces to, mm-hmm. to the whole thing mm-hmm. that, uh, that I was really happy to get done. Oh, nice. Seems like you would uh, flow with with that guy really, really good. Yeah, he's a great, he's a great guy, and he's a you know we we've talked a lot about um, about a lot of the stuff that's in this book and and stuff that appeared in in uh, some of his books too. We've just had mm-hmm. conversations about we we kind of think very similarly yeah. about uh, different interpretations of of what happened in some of these instances, and mm-hmm. you know we're not afraid to ask the difficult questions and kind of go a little bit off a beaten path of maybe it didn't happen quite this way. Like this is the conventional way that everyone thinks it happened. But what if, you know, what if is like a a question that applies more to fiction. But when you're talking about history, it's like, no, there's another way to kind of look at it. So, yeah. yeah. So Gary and I kind of think very similarly about that. He mentioned some stuff like that in the, in the forward. Ah, Yeah. I was really appreciative of him doing that. Yeah. Nice. Mm -hmm. Well, we're coming up uh, to an hour here. Um, I'll ask uh, this one, which I, Normally, ask uh, my guests and stuff. Uh, what advice would you give to someone uh, working on their first book or coming up with uh, their first story? There's so many things in in any occupation or in life in general that you're only going to really learn by doing. Right. You can watch other people do it. You can read about it. You can hear about it. Whatever. <laughs> YouTube it. <laughs> right. Yeah, absolutely. Everything's on YouTube. Um, but writing is absolutely one of those things. So yeah. you're the, 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 probably the most simplest and like no shit Sherlock advice about that, but also some of the best that I think I can, I can offer is what I was told once when I started uh, really getting into writing in school Yeah, is just do it. Yeah. You know, keep at it. I mean, it's right. You, you'll discover really quickly if you, if you love it or not. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you do, that's how you get good at anything. You know, yeah. if, you, if you can go through the challenges and you want to keep learning and you want to keep getting better at it. I mean, that's part of the reason why I, I said before, like I'm hesitant to look at my last book or, <laughs> yeah. or, or, or some, cause I, cause I know for a fact, I, I look at things I wrote months ago or years ago and I kind of cringe because like, <laughs> I know I can do it way better now. Yeah. And so writing has that effect. So the more you do it, the more you're going to be comfortable with it, the better you're going to get at it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so from an advice standpoint, I, I would say anyone who has interest in that or anything really I mean, right. is, is just to do it. But I mean, it sounds like the simplest and dumbest thing to say, but it's, yeah. it's writing is one of those th- art forms where, and I do believe it's an art form. I'm not, I'm not saying that in a oh, self, for sure. self-indulgent, pretentious way, but <laughs> no. it's, it is a form of art and yeah. 
it like anything else, it has to be perfected. But, or I should say, you try to perfect it, but you can't perfect it. Right, right. You know, There's always going to be. <laughs> always, a new, always a new and better way to do it. I mean, even Stephen King hasn't perfected it. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. but you'll know pretty quick if you have a, a passion for it and if you it's something you love to do, then you're not going to mind putting in the work. Right. And so for people, if they're just starting out, if they have an idea, if they want to get into it, you know, just, just start writing. Just mm-hmm. do, does not matter if, if you never show it to anybody, yeah. it doesn't matter if you never publish it, never build a website, whatever, doesn't matter. Just, you can have them notebooks of yep. your second grade uh, exactly. baseball games. <laughs> I can take those out because I know there a couple of them exist somewhere. But yeah, they're case yeah. in point right there. Just right. start, just start doing it, and, yeah. and, and you'll you'll scribble some stuff, and <laughs> it'll, it'll, it'll you'll learn and you'll get better over time. Yeah. yeah. So if, if if like anything else in life, if there's an interest in it, have at it. Yeah. You know, don't. Uh, don't let it. Uh-oh. Don't be discouraged. <laughs> yeah, man. What's going on? I don't know. We're caught. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, on that, uh, I, thought, I thought you said I was okay to park there. Oh yeah. Well, I meant. Uh, <laughs> well, we're gonna go try to get uh, Kevin's car back and. Uh, yeah, those sirens. Yeah. 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 Well, that's going to do it for this episode. Uh, we'll have to have you on again and I'd be glad for, to. for the next one. Yeah, thanks for having me back. <laughs> Part <I appreciate> three. <laughs> It'll be, yeah, we'll start, when this one comes out, the, yeah. the next book starts. I'll uh, start working on that. So. Oh, nice. That's yep. how it's going to go. Yep. I'd be, I, I don't know if I'll be able to get a third book out in, the, in a year. <laughs> uh, it's a little crazy to do two. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I will, yeah, I will start working on the third book, which will be Back to Fiction. I'll be starting to work on that when, not long after this one comes out. So Oh, yeah, for sure. So I appreciate having me back, man. Yeah, thank you for coming out. Oh, we got more sirens. Oh, we're really going to have to get oh, your car. Jesus, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's going to do it for Haney with Monster. Thanks, man. <laughs> All right. And you are listening to a monster production. <laughs>